Welcome to The How of Business with your host, Henry Lopez, the podcast that helps you start, run, and grow your small business. And now, here is your host. Welcome to this episode of The How of Business. This is Henry Lopez. On this episode, I want to chat with you about overcoming the overwhelm that leads to paralysis and that might be keeping you from launching your first small business. But first, I want to thank all of you that are listening for your continued support and for listening to the How a Business podcast. Last month, I set a record. We had over 55,000 unique downloads, and my show has now been downloaded over 1.3 million times since I started it back in 2014. So thanks again for listening. If you want to receive more information about the Howa business, including links to the show notes page, there's going to be a lot of things that I reference that'll be on the show notes page, and also to schedule a free coaching consultation with me, just text the word biz, B-I-Z, to 31996. So let's get into it. Over the years, I've had the opportunity to coach and mentor hundreds of aspiring entrepreneurs. I have identified some common themes over that time. And as you might suspect, the most common challenge is with how to get started. I'm not talking about the technical components like setting up a legal entity, opening a bank account. Those things are important, and I've talked about those and will continue to share my knowledge of that. But I'm talking about getting launched from uh, the emotional and overwhelmed perspective that is what really holds us back. I think we hide behind those excuses of, well, I got to do this or I got to do that. But I think what really happens is that when we look at this, it is overwhelming to get started. So how do you launch your first business? How do you get past being stuck with what you think is a good idea, maybe limited resources, but you just don't know how to get started? Often, as I said, what happens is we get overwhelmed with all that you have to do, and that leads to paralysis. It's happened to me, it happens to all of us. You also may simply be battling your mindset you're not quite sure about this risk. You don't have the confidence to move forward. But here's the truth about confidence that most of us often miss. And it's that we can't wait around for it to manifest itself in your life. It won't. It won't happen. Instead, what we have to muster is the courage to take action one step at a time. And then that turns into confidence over time, particularly if we can achieve some small successes. This reminds me of a conversation I had recently with a coaching client and business associate of mine. He was trying to make a decision on moving forward with a big marketing campaign to fuel the ongoing growth of his of his company. He was planning for this big marketing event, but challenged with what should it be and where should he focus? He was a bit paralyzed by trying to make this decision, trying to make it one of those right decisions, a home run decision. Instead, what I asked him if, is if taking the same marketing budget and spreading it over two or three campaigns might not be better. Instead of going for that home run, you would instead be looking for three strong singles or doubles to continue with my overused baseball analogy. The point is that we don't know if the risk we're about to take, be it launching our first business or investing in a new marketing campaign, we just don't know if it's going to be successful. So why not break it up into more achievable pieces and spread out our risk. When it comes to launching your first business, what I find that keeps people stuck talking about starting a business is that you can easily, like I said, get overwhelmed at all that has to be done to get started. This is where the hard work starts. But let's take a step back first because it may be that you're overwhelmed, that feeling of overwhelm that's paralyzing you is simply that you may not be quite ready to launch your business. I have talked about this quite often on this show 
And, and I believe that you have to be ready, willing, and able to launch your first business. And most of it has to do with your mindset. Although, of course, some of it also has to do with your personal financial readiness. Where are you with your personal finances in order to be able to take this leap to start your first business? If you want to go back, and I encourage you to do so, if you have not listened to the previous episodes I released on this topic of ready, willing, and able, then I would encourage you to go listen to episodes 292, 296, and 309. That's why I break up the ready, willing, and able part to help you understand and assess how ready you are today. Related to this, I recently released an online self-paced course called Starting Your Business, Are You Ready? This self-paced course is gonna help you clearly understand if you are in fact ready, willing, and able to start your first business. And if you're not ready today, what do you need to do to get there? So it gives you a plan of action so that you can start taking those small, achievable steps and start to have success so that you can start to make progress towards launching your first business. The course includes a series of on-demand videos where I share my advice, tips, and techniques for getting ready to start your business. You can find a link to that online course on my website, thehowabusiness.com. So if you are ready, if you're ready, willing, and able, then how do you overcome that overwhelm, that paralysis, and move forward with launching your first business? The biggest mistake I observe is that people want to start too big. They want to launch their fully realized dream almost on day one. And that's hard to do, if not impossible, particularly, like I said at the outset, with our limited resources. We don't have unlimited funds, most of us, to start our small business. It is important, nonetheless, don't get me wrong, it's important to have that vision for what your business is going to look like in the future. And of course, that's going to change over time, but that's okay. We need to have that vision, that why that drives us to get through the hard times, to get through the hard work now so that we can get there later. But the approach I recommend instead is that you start smaller, like really small, and then grow over time. Some people have called that traditionally bootstrapping. It's more than that. It's about purposefully, regardless of your resources, even if you have the money to start larger or with a bigger initial footprint, you're still, that's not the reason you want to start small. You want to start small because that allows you to have some early successes and allow the market to tell you if your idea in fact is good. If you've been listening to this show for some time now, you probably know that often that's the advice that many of my expert guests will give you on how to get started. The challenge again is that people often have a hard time breaking down their dream into more achievable steps. And that's where we get stuck. One method I recommend in particular is the lean canvas approach. It's called other things as well, but it's, but it's uh, combined with an MVP approach to launching your first business. The lean canvas, and again, it, it comes by various names, but originally it was a business model canvas that was developed by Alex Osterwalder. And it has been since iterated by different people. But the point of it is it's a, it's a one page, very simple plan intended mostly for internal use because some argue that that the business plan is outdated and nobody reads them that's not necessarily true it depends on your audience and your objective like if you're trying to get investors or certainly if you're going for a bank loan you're probably going to lead some version of a formal business plan the lean canvas approach though is great for internal planning especially for planning that first version that first iteration of your business. There are plenty of examples of highly successful businesses that started with no formal business plan, like Southwest Airlines, 
Others started with a more elaborate university project like Michael Dell did while he was at UT in founding Dell, or FedEx is another example. But the advantages of the Lean Canvas include that it supports this idea of a quick launch and then iterating and growing a step at a time as the market, as your customers tell you what they really want. And it avoids writing a lengthy document that no one needs and avoids a lot of the analysis paralysis that often comes with long business planning and trying to launch a fully developed business. I suffer from this myself. Now, this is not to say that I do not recommend, I absolutely recommend that you at least put together as well of financial performa, financial projections for this business that you're about to launch. But what I'm suggesting is that once you get done planning for what this business might look like five years from now, that you scale it down radically and now plan for the first version and the Lean Canvas approach can help you with that. So the Lean Canvas model works well for those lean startups. It also works well uh, as a point to integrate through ideas maybe. It might not even be a business that you actually launch, but just to iterate through ideas. This is Henry Lopez with a brief interruption to introduce you to our new show sponsor, Freydos, an online international freight marketplace. So much is unpredictable right now, but our sponsor, Freydos.com, is making the world of freight shipping logistics a little smoother in these challenging times. Freydos.com brings thousands of importers and exporters together in an online marketplace, giving you the freedom to move between providers. You just say the what, where, and when, and the Freydos algorithm will find the right route, provider, and price quote for all of your ocean, air, or trucking shipments. I am particularly impressed by how easy the online platform is to use. The result? Confidence in your pricing, reliable service, and peace of mind. On Fredos.com, you can compare, book, and manage your shipments all in one place. With thousands of importers and exporters on one platform, booking on Fredos.com delivers bulk buying power that's typically reserved for high-volume importers. Plus, more logistic providers competing for business means lower cost and better service. Fredos.com helps small business importers get competitive and fair access to freight shipping logistic providers in the world's largest digital freight platform. As a special offer for the How of Business listeners, Freytos will take $100 off your first booking over $1,000. Go to freytos.com forward slash business and use the coupon code FREIGHTPODCAST. That's F-R, the number eight podcast to try Freytos for your business. The most common reason businesses fail, of course, is that they run out of money. So to avoid this, you need to plan for enough upfront and ongoing working capital and track that cash flow very carefully. But furthermore, what I see is because people try to launch a bigger business than they're ready for, a bigger footprint than they're ready for, you tend to make shortcuts then on how much cash you have, how much working capital you have. And that ends up leading to the inability to get through tough times, the inability to overcome the reality. Your, your projections are gonna be great, right? You think you're gonna to get to break even a lot sooner than a lot of times it happens or something happens like COVID. So that is the other reason why starting small makes a lot of sense and gives you a higher probability to be successful. Here's a secret. Unless you are buying an existing business or perhaps a franchise where the business model is proven, your best plans are nothing but just that, plans. 
Only until you launch will you really know if your idea has a market and if your business model is sound. There's two things there. There's an idea and you might have identified a need in the market and nobody might be meeting that need or you've reinvented the mousetrap, but your business model, how you're going to make money and how you're going to make a profit may not be quite right. So if you make a huge investing investment rather in launching a business that has not been proven and you don't know because we don't know, then that's a lot that you've put at risk. So instead, using this lean canvas approach to planning and then using the MVP approach to getting started. By MVP, I mean minimum viable product. Some people call it minimum viable prototype, same thing. The idea of the MVP, I first became aware of the, aware of the MVP approach in my experiences with software development. The idea is to create a first minimal version of something, learn from the market response from the users of that particular solution, iterate, so adjust, and then move on to the next version and so forth until you reach a certain level of business maturity. Some examples of this might include like for a restaurant or a food item, starting by selling very local at a local farmer's market or some other local venue. Then perhaps a, a pop-up or a food trailer and then maybe a food truck long before you would go and sign a lease for space in a retail shopping center that you're locking yourself up for five to 10 years. A retail store. Think about starting with an online store first to validate your aesthetics and to develop your merchandising skills before you go and open a physical location, again, with a long-term lease and other long-term commitments. Develop that first basic software version is another example, that first app. Get very minimally uh, defined on your on your features. Don't, don't develop the entire thing. And then get feedback from your early adopters and then iterate fast in achievable increments. This approach of starting smaller and, and getting there faster is what allows for what you often hear about from the people who have done this, which is that you want to fail fast, right? You always hear that, or I've heard that often, you've probably heard it on this show often, that you wanna fail fast. The problem with that is I've always been taken aback with that because like I have no desire to fail fast or slow, especially if I've invested everything I have or a considerable amount in other words, if the failure of my business would be catastrophic, that is one way to evaluate that maybe you are starting too big and you need to scale down how you start down to an MVP to get that real validation, the only validation that matters. Your enthusiasm is great. Your passion is fantastic. The fact that your mom and your uncle and your brother think it's a great idea and your friends say, go for it. The reality is at the end of the day, the only vote that matters is those customers that do or do not buy your product or your service. And the only way we know if they are going to do so is by starting it, putting it out there and seeing what the response is. But if you start big and you've got that lease signed, again, continuing with the brick and mortar example of it, well, it's pretty hard to pivot then. It's pretty hard to adjust. It's pretty hard to change locations. So that's what I want you to think about. There's several free resources that I'm going to include on the show notes page of this episode, and you can find that at thehowabusiness.com. One is a general startup checklist. That gets more into the how-to because I don't want that to be the reason that you don't get launched. There are a lot of technical steps related to forming your legal entity, 
deciding on how you're going to be partners, if you're going to partner with someone, uh, consulting with a CPA and attorney, uh, trademarking your name and your brand, perhaps all of those things have to happen. But those are things you can learn anywhere. And so this checklist will help you with that. So you don't use that as an excuse and you execute on that methodically. Related to that, if you are going to partner with someone, so if the business is gonna be owned by more than just you or you and your spouse, then you have to have a properly drafted and you have to get an attorney to help you execute a partnership or operating agreement. The other resources, the other resource rather I'm gonna include on the show notes page for this episode is the memo of understanding that I created a while back. This has been one of the most popular downloads of all of the downloads I've had on my website for the past four years. And what it is, is a, it's a checklist to help you think through most of the situations that relate to forming a partnership. But anyway, this episode is not about partnerships. You can listen to other episodes that I've released about that. This episode is about helping you get unstuck and helping you get launched with that first business and overcoming that overwhelm and determining first off, is it my mindset? Am I ready, willing, and able? If I am, then what's keeping me from getting launched? And often it's again, because we get paralyzed by that real risk that goes up at the end, right before we have to actually take some steps because likely you're trying to start too big. And so I encourage you to take the lean canvas approach to planning. So again, a one page that asks you to, to answer some basic questions about the plan for your business and then take the MVP, the minimum viable product approach to launching your business. I have found that the MVP approach applies to just about any kind of business that you or I might want to start. There are some exceptions, but I think most businesses lend themselves to some kind of a, at least an early test or an early version to again validate that our idea, our product, our service in fact has a market that indeed the price that we think we're going to get for this thing is attainable, that people will pay that. And we do not know that until we put that out there. Of course, again, as I mentioned, the exception would be, and that's one of the reasons why people do lean towards buying an existing business or perhaps a franchise. Not, a, not that a franchise is foolproof, but at least you can look at other people doing it. You can look at a track record. You can leverage a proven model. Now, that's not saying that I'm for that versus building your own. I've done all of them. I've built my own businesses. I've bought existing businesses. I've started franchise units. And it just all depends on your situation and what you're looking for, what you're looking to get out of that business, and also the type of person that you are and what's the best fit for you. So what I want you to take away from this conversation is that if you're at that point where you are ready, willing, and able, if you're not, I'd like you to really think about taking my online course, starting your business, are you ready? And again, you can find the link to that on the show notes page for this episode. But if, but if you're there mindset wise and you still feel like you're paralyzed, then I would challenge you to think that perhaps what you're trying to take on is a bit too much at once. Regardless of what you do, what I recommend is you take anything that you're trying to do break it down into more achievable goals, into smaller steps, and then focus on making progress, methodical progress towards where you want to go. That is the biggest thing. To me, it kind of comes naturally now because I've been exercising and developing this skill for some time. When I see a problem or a project, 
I immediately go into the action of breaking it down into achievable parts. Now, don't get me wrong. I often, when I look at the project, I say, how am I going to get this all done? Or if I'm juggling multiple projects like I often am, or you might be juggling a full-time job and trying to launch your business. That's a lot. But I assure you that if you will perhaps slow down, so it's okay if you don't launch today and instead you launch next year. In fact, <laughs> right now that might be a great idea. My point is that you'll get there as long as you're making progress and taking action and completing your your steps to get there, then, then you will, you, you will be successful. And if you scale down and start with an MVP approach, you are much more likely to get there and be successful. And if you're not, it gives you a much better opportunity, better opportunity to pivot, adjust, change things, or abandon that idea and go with something else. You, you hopefully have not made a catastrophic mistake that doesn't allow you to try again. And the reality is, again, that we don't know if an idea is going to be successful. That's why when people ask me, do you think this is a good idea? I have no clue if your idea is good or bad. I have no clue sometimes if my ideas are good or bad. What I know is that I go about a methodical approach to launching these ideas. And hopefully, in some cases, I have failed terribly at this. But hopefully, I can validate it before I commit too much to it. And listen, I'm speaking to myself as much as to anybody who's listening. I've made this same mistake. So I urge you to try to scale down and start smaller and then grow from there, iterate from there. Thank you for listening to this episode. Again, all of these resources that I've mentioned, including links to find out more about the Lean Canvas and the MVP approach and the downloads that I mentioned and the online course, go to thehowabusiness.com and you'll find the show notes page there for this episode. We release episodes every Monday morning, and you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. And of course, at our website, thehowabusiness.com. You can also just text the word biz, B-I-Z, to 31996 to receive more information. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to The How of Business. For more information about our coaching programs, online courses, show notes pages, links, and other resources, please visit thehowofbusiness.com.